Welcome to the Revolution Roundtable, a discussion of life, faith, and scripture. We are people just like you, living real, often messy lives, and we're committed to helping each other live a little bit more like Jesus every day. Let's join the Roundtable now. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Roundtable. So glad to have you with us today, uh, and I am glad to be with you today. Uh, I am joined today by some friends, uh, my wife, Miss Katie Scott, who leads our speaking team here at Revolution uh, and is also the author of ChasingVibrates.com. Joined on the end by my friend Matt, resident awesome guy, and now finally, the only person at Revolution who has not had COVID no more. That's because right. Because you officially finally got the last it. Last man standing. <laughs> it was a good run. Welcome to the club. <laughs> um, it was and terrible then... to be in, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> oh, but great to have you back, though, Matt. And then uh, we are joined today by a very special guest, Miss Kate Petit, uh, a, f- a friend of ours, a revolutionary, uh, someone who taught in our local schools for just over 20 years, and now, a, if I say this right, a TRE specialist. You do trauma release exercises with people. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, hold that mic up there so we can hear you. But yes, it is. Awesome. <laughs> um, so thanks for being with us, Kate. Tell us a little bit about that, that TRE uh, and, and kind of how you arrived there, just so people have some kind of background on you. Perfect. Um, TRE is for tension, stress, and trauma release. And um, what it does is it helps people with overwhelmed nervous systems. So if you are a busy mom, if you're busy parents, if you're a person who's a parent and you work and you're juggling all of the ball teams and everything, um, this is for you. So that pretty much entails every single person. Um, It also has a lot to do with trauma and there are a lot of definitions to trauma. Um, it is not just something where, you know, it was a terrible car accident or abuse. Every single person has trauma. And what it does is it weakens our central nervous system. And TRE can strengthen your central nervous system. And so um, that's what it does. How I came to it was, uh, like you said, I've taught for 20 years. Um, just the last 10 of it, actually, in Logansport, and the 10 before that, I was teaching in Florida. And um, eight years ago, I had a wonderful little boy. And two years after that, we kind of started to notice that um, he had a lot of sensory issues. And so I dove deep into brain research and how to try to calm rage and anger and how to work on those things which led me to taking neuroscience and education through Butler University. And in that course, um, I learned so much. But one of the things that I came upon was TRE. And being stuck at home with COVID, we were all kind of getting overrun nervous systems. And so I decided (laughs) decided to get certified online because everything went online. Um, And so that's how I came to find TRE. Nice. That's really cool. So see some life experience and and then even family situation. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. So, and I'm glad you're here because, so we've been in the middle of this uh, series called Inside Out, where we're looking at some of the motions that God has made in us. Uh, We looked at four, four motions, right? We looked at uh, disgust slash shame. We looked at sadness. We looked at joy this past week Mm -hmm. and then i'm missing one fear fear thank you that was the first one Mm -hmm. um i promise i'm i'm not 
asleep. Um, but and, and in that, we, we recognize and we talked about there's actually a fifth emotion because uh, we're using the movie Inside Out as kind of the inspiration for the series. And there's a fifth emotion in that movie. Not that these are the only five emotions or only or, or only core emotions or anything like that, but a fifth emotion that's also really important that we didn't get to talk about on Sunday. So we wanted to take some time to talk about it now. And that is the emotion of anger. Yeah. And um, I, I am excited to talk about this because one, I think that Anger is something everyone deals with on some level. Yeah. Whether or not they want to admit it, right? Uh, even um, if it's as simple as, you know, road rage, yelling yes, at people when we're driving. When you're driving. Which <laughs> definitely comes out this time of year when there's snow on the ground. Because uh, everyone forgets how to drive this time of year. But but also uh, this idea that um, I think so many people see anger as like a negative thing. Like it's only a negative emotion. And I don't believe that's true. Um, I'm just going to start with that. So tell me what, what are your thoughts on anger? Just right out the gate. Um, I feel like anger, we see, we see God having the emotion of anger. Um, and God never sins when he's angry. So the anger drives an action that is pure and helpful and good and right and just all those things that we talked about, even back in the fall in our God is series, like God's anger can also, is also like how he's faithful to us, you know, and God's anger is how he is near to us. Because when you're angry about something that matters, right? When you're angry about abuse or trauma or even just pain in the world and suffering and injustice, God gets angry too. And that is a really good thing for us to know that he's not a vengeful God. He's not spiteful. He's not hateful. He's not acting out in anger, but he has anger for the things that matter. And that's the kind of anger we want to emulate that we get angry about stuff that matters, not about someone cutting us off when we're driving, but about, you know, kids that don't have parents and families or people that suffer abuse. So I think that those knowing that can help us frame our anger in that we've talked about, like when we're angry, we want to frame those emotions in the truth of God's word and the truth of science, the truth of um, how our emotions, how our bodies react to these emotions that we have. And then we can have a reaction that's healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I love the science part of it. Um, God made us. And so none of our reactions are wrong. And what I know is that when you flip to your brainstem, you've got three. You have fight. And that is anger. Yeah. You have flight and you have freeze. And so the very first one is fight. And Mm -hmm. with fighting, we have that angry emotion, but it's not always bad. You know, we need firefighters and police officers to fight for us. They they run toward the fires. They run toward the accidents. And so it's mostly seen as a negative thing, but I want people to know that there's positive there as well. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. We have so many uh, police officers and fire de- uh, fire department officers in our church that exemplify that. I mean, I mean, something happens. And yeah, they're, they're, they're the ones running towards the danger because that fight uh, reaction, you know, is triggered. And, and so that's awesome. Yeah. Matt, what about the anger that's, that's, that you suppress? And you're just mad inside all the time. I struggled with that for a long time. Oh, sure. No one would really know it. But inside, like, I was this ball of rage Mm -hmm. that just was mad at everything all the time. Right. That that can't be healthy. It's not healthy, but it's still normal, right? (laughs) Because here's the deal. When did anybody say, hey, are you angry? 
Like, let's talk about that. Let's, let's find a way to fix that. And we have all these emotions, but nobody guides you in a direction on how to deal with them. And so if you don't know how to get yeah. anger out in a healthy way, we're going to suppress it. And then that ball is going to, it's just going to snowball basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just gets bigger and bigger. You need a little TRE. Yeah. <laughs> Or like it calcifies like (laughs) in your body. It does. And so that's one thing. Um, Dr. Vandalcourt has a book called The Body Keeps the Score. It's a very difficult, very hard read. But he talks about how from even as a little child, you start to internalize your outside world. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a caring adult or a trusted adult to talk to, those things start to build up. And that it can be trauma. Those traumas start to build up, those thoughts, those ideas. And that is how you start to deal with your entire world. That's how it shapes your world the rest of your life. And so people get angry, but we're never really taught how to manage these emotions later. So yeah, and and they get really hard and they get really big and then we have really big explosions. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is kind of teach people some very basic next steps on how to deal with all of those emotions. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. love I love that. Uh, our friend Jared uh, Osborne shared as a part of the series on the sadness week, but really this is bigger than just sadness. This idea that like um, when when something happens, when trauma happens um, or, or whatever, there's this opportunity to react. There's this moment, right? And then um, it's it's easy for us to think that, that happens quickly and then we move on, but the truth is we don't. And especially if we're not able to like stop and think for a moment in that moment, our moving on can be even more unhealthy than what we did yeah. in the in Absolutely. the process. We talked about this idea of kind of coming back to the reaction point and processing and and trying to get through that. And so, uh, Kate, part of why I'm excited that you're here is you actually have some some great kind of hand on. Yeah. practical resources and there's a lot of resources we're gonna we're gonna talk about today um and and we're gonna try to to throw them up on the screen when we can but we'll also have links to those in our show notes uh so the book she just mentioned a minute ago some other things all that will be uh down in the show notes so you can see that in the description um but yeah jump into some of that with us kate uh how do we how do we first backtrack to that moment so that we can reprocess if that makes sense like how do we how do we go back and say okay i need to look at this with maybe i've maybe i thought i've moved on from something but i actually need to go back into it because i never truly processed it in the first place so um this is where the emotion wheel that we are going to be posting is going to come in pretty handy because i think all of us have had those times where you know we just feel off we just feel irritable, like yeah. everything's fine, right? Everything was fine. But I'm you fine. Felt, I'm fine. I'm totally <laughs> fine. Totally um, fine. But I'm fine. On the outside, and you know, we're going about our day-to-day life, but you still feel that anger inside. You still feel that irritation. And so when you are not feeling um, the legitimate emotion of the moment, being like, hey, I'm at work and I'm doing fine on this project and things are going well, if you feel that irritation or not in the moment, that's the time that you need to start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Start backtracking and looking um, for ways to find it. And um, I think you'd be surprised. The emotion wheel kind of starts with our basic um, emotions that we have in the movie. But then it takes it deeper into yeah. other emotions. Um, and it kind of names it a lot more specific. Because mm-hmm. when you want to heal from emotional 
anger, emotional trauma, you have to get specific about the reason. Yeah. And I think sometimes people feel like, oh my gosh, if I go back and I open that can of worms, like everything's going to explode. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. We have some very practical steps to where we're going to be like a soda bottle, right? We're not going to be a Mentos in the Coke bottle, mm-hmm. but what we're going to do is we're going to open it and we're going to just go... Psh- we're just going to, we're going to yeah. open it very slowly like as that. we go. Um, and so as we talk about flipping our lid and we talk about um, some books and some ways just to catch ourselves mm-hmm. and um, that will help us with that moment. I got so excited when he talked about that in the sadness talk with her. There's, there's this pivotal moment where you can make that change, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult. Um, my son, um, was labeled Asperger's, which is kind of in the autism spectrum. And most people just think people with autism are quiet. Mine is not. (laughs) He is very loud. He's very angry. And he is very volcanic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So we have worked a lot on um, not flipping our lid. So I know we get to that in the next, next talk. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like too, um, we talked about even in our small group with that, finding that gap, like that's the work of being a healthy, mature believer, a healthy, mature adult. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of work. So I feel like we have to be at the same time as we're like, okay, like I'm going to get aware. Okay. I feel really triggered. I'm feeling really irritable. What's that about? And I'm going to go back to kind of figure that out and then process forward. Um, but that takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of practice for that to feel natural to us. And it's not going to feel natural. And we have to have a lot of, I think, grace for ourselves when we don't, as we're learning this, because like you said, like a lot of us, um, even have parents that love us and, and we're doing their best to teach us the way that they thought was the right way or giving us the best that they had, but there's still gaps where we were like, Oh, but no one ever told me like, recognize this emotion or, um, was able to help me work through it. I think that that's really powerful just to be like, okay, like this is hard for everyone. Like this is the work of an adulthood. This is the work of the Holy spirit of me being like, God, I want to surrender this anger to you. I don't want to hold it anymore. It's a burden that I, I can't bear this, this anger or whether it's fear, or anxiety, whatever it might be anger specifically. Um, but I want to surrender it to you and I want you to use it in a powerful way in my life. Because like we said, those people that can channel that anger into a healthy way, like those are the yeah. great heroes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And the worst thing you can do is to, to, to ignore all that and then lash out at your kids, lash out at your spouse or, you know, someone close to you. And then you've done damage. And then yeah. just... right. the damage is not irreversible. Though. No. Yeah. So, but it can be avoided. Yeah, it can, but it's still, it still takes a lot of practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the magic yeah. word for that is, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Mom messed up. Messed yep. up. I got loud. You know, I yelled. And I don't know stuff. about you, but my parents were not really apologizers. I was going to say, that's one thing. I don't know. <laughs> it is it is difficult, right? Because how many of you grew up with like, I'm the parent. I said yeah. so. Right. Because I said so. Because well, I, I said goes. so. Yeah. Well, yeah. That doesn't work with people's brains who don't process it like right. that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this has been an easy journey. Um, I became totally dysregulated. I was teaching full-time, and that in itself is a hard job. Mm-hmm. And I'm dealing with everybody else's kids. And then <clears throat> to come home to my own, who's very explosive, um, 
it takes a lot of work and I didn't always handle it correctly, mm -hmm. which is why I just like, I got to dive into the knowledge. I got to know what's going on. And then once I know what's going on, but I think I have learned so much in the past eight years about, um, how to do things different. And mm -hmm. you know, Maya Angelo. once you know better, you yeah. do better. Right. Mm -hmm. Little steps, baby steps. I think something that stuck out as you guys were talking through that is, um, uh, this, this is something for everyone, for every age. And um, we have some specific resources that are going to be, I think, really helpful for parents um, with children. But I think it's important to recognize that that work starts with us yeah. as the parent or as the adult. Um, it doesn't start with the kid. It starts with us and, and recognizing these things in us and then being able to help our mm -hmm. kids learn at their level how to identify what they're feeling, how to work through what they're feeling and how to process that. So, um, yeah, really good stuff. You look like you were going to say something. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> so one thing I thought was really interesting, Kate, you, you mentioned this idea that, um, anger especially, uh, can, can affect our body and our bodies can affect anger in multiple ways. Uh, you talked about one idea that like our, our digestive system can actually trigger, anger, trigger rage. Can you talk, speak a little bit to that? Right. So one of the things that we had to do for my son is, um, specific diet. So, um, what we had found out from our psychiatrist was that the lower digestive system, your small intestine, your large intestine, it has a lot to do. Um, your gut health has a lot to do with how your brain functions and your digestive system is actually called your second brain because when your digestive system is not healthy, everything else in your brain is not going to be functioning as it should be. It's not going to be its optimal mm -hmm. self. That's and so what we learned was that rage and anger is right there in the lower digestive system. So um, that was kind of easy for us. We had to change the diet. That part, not easy at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like kind of easy for us. I'm like, not at all. Easy. <laughs> like the other kids in our family, when we go to family gatherings and I have a huge family, they're like, Oh, we don't have to go on Richard's diet. Like do we? Because like it was taking out sugar and it was yeah. not yeah. eating processed foods. And the thing is, is like, it might be hard, but what was harder was all of the explosions in our house. Right. And so once we regulated the foods that he ate, then we could go to just like having a pro, you know, a really good probiotic that targeted the lower digestive system. And so it's, um, we went very much holistic health. It wasn't just one thing. And trust me, I did everything, <laughs> everything. Yeah, I'm sure. So, but that is fascinating. I mean, who would ever thought that that, that would be tied in? That's just fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like it also makes, at the same time, it makes sense because I know, you know the way that your body feels when you eat like a greasy cheeseburger from McDonald's or you're just, and part of it probably gets into a cycle of being like, oh, I feel, I mean, I'm just going to say myself like, oh, I'm feeling really sad or upset. And I'm like, oh, let me just go to Wendy's and get that spicy Comfort chicken food, sandwich yeah. <laughs> and that um, frosty Salty fries and the fries dip and the frosty. Yeah. And this will like help me feel better. I go to that for like my cure or my, um, you That's know, what McDonald's breakfast is for me. Oh release. my gosh. Get your dopamine release. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's creating harm in your body mm -hmm. for two reasons that it's like affecting your digestive tract, eating all that kind of processed, you know, sugar, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But then also you're, um, emotionally looking to something that's not a helpful release. Correct. To release you. Right. Um, and I think that that's, 
And also like in that second, like, where's, where's the Lord? Where's God? And you're like, oh, I'm not leaning on my savior who told me I'm the good shepherd and I will carry you and I will help you with any burden that you have. And I want to get angry with you about the things that matter. And he's just not even present in our minds instead of, instead of bringing it to him. We're like, let me bring it to a cheeseburger. Like, Ooh, (laughs) like, I don't like that. Like, I know that I do it, but I don't like it. That's a whole different kind of golden cow, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. A whole different golden cow. Oh my word. (laughs) So what about some practical things that help us to do that flipping the lid or that release of tension? So there are, um, you know, I'm sure you've heard like, take a breath, take a deep breath. But it's a little bit more than that. Um, So when you look up different breathing techniques online, there um, are specific ones. And um, there's a lot that you can Google on breath work. But uh, one specific one, when you breathe in deep for four counts, you hold it for seven counts, and you release it for eight. If you can do that in four cycles, scientifically it has been studied that that starts to um, downshift your reactions to things. And so you take the moment and just practice the counting. You count the whole time. Um, It takes a little work, but doing things like that very specific breath work can help you just kind of take a moment. There's another one that um, I used with kids in school. It was called box breathing. And so I would just kind of take my finger up and they would breathe in and then they would hold it when we went across the top. They would breathe out when we came down and then they would um, hold that until we completed the box. And we would do that a couple times. And just taking that moment to be present in the breath What you have to do is basically shift your attention off of the emotion that you're feeling and any way you can do that. Sometimes I just give them things to fidget with or you, you know, you get up and you move around. There are um, tons of stuff that you can do for that. But breath work is a really important one. Yeah. I I love, I love that idea of, of, you know, breathing in that, that rhythm, like the counting out and everything, uh, in, in scripture, uh, multiple times it says, be slow to anger. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. believe it's in James and in Proverbs. It says, yeah. be slow to anger, be slow to speak, slow to anger. Um, and, you know, quick to listen, right. mm-hmm. which, you know, applies oftentimes the reason we're getting angry in a, in a moment is maybe we're not listening. Mm-hmm. And so stopping saying, I'm going to listen, but also I'm going to take time to, to breathe, <laughs> to, you know, to, to, to take the space that I need to, for my brain to actually uh, catch up with my emotions, you know, um, that's really cool. And it's really hard to listen when you're angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening science wise in your brain is that when people start to get frustrated and angry and they tense up, your brain is already sending out cortisol. And so what happens is your inner ear actually completely shuts off. So when you're angry and you're yelling and you're screaming, you can't hear anybody else around you. It's just science. So Mm -hmm. think about that. When your kids are angry and they're yelling and you're like, stop, calm down, shh, they don't hear you at all. So it's more one of those things. They physically don't hear you. They (laughs) physically do not hear you. The sound wave comes in, but the brain is rejecting the signal is basically what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And you've probably had arguments where, you know. Maybe you're disagreeing with somebody and you're getting heated and it's angry or louder. And then later on, when you've calmed down, you come back and you're trying to talk through it. And then like, you didn't say that. 
I didn't say that. What are you talking about? Your brain actually completely can shut off your memory of what happened during that anger. And so people don't even remember what they say when they're angry because their body has gone into their brainstem. They are in fight mode and their ears have shut off and their memory can blank out. Yeah. Especially in really deep rages. Um, So there is some science behind anger that can help you maneuver through it. Yeah. Super interesting. Do you remember last week when you said I could go buy a new guitar? Mm, no. You don't remember that? You must have just been angry. Right. It must have been rage yelling. <laughs> been fighting that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Man. Yeah. Uh, well, really good stuff. And, and like I said, we have some specific resources we're going to get to. And we're going to do that in, a, in our next episode because we want to kind of keep these uh reasonably short. So so make sure to tune into our, our next episode. We're going to start getting into some very specific resources of how we can start to retrain our mind, uh, how we can lessen our response in a moment, um, and, um, and, and and begin to healthy, a healthy processing method. So thanks, guys. We'll see you all uh, next time right here on The Roundtable. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Revolution Roundtable. If you enjoyed this conversation, we'd love it if you consider sharing this podcast with a friend or leave a review where you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to connect with you. Visit us at revolutioncc.org slash roundtable and let us know what you thought of the episode. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.